Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to learn tips, tricks, and stories from other investors in the field. Before I introduce today's guest, I have three short housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like our content, the best way to support us is simply to like, subscribe, comment, or share this episode with your friends and family. Second, we are active investors ourselves and are always on the lookout for mobile home, RV, mixed-use commercial, and multifamily properties and MSAs with a population of 100,000 or more. So if you are also an active investor and have something you think we may be interested in, we would love to take a look. Send us the details of the deal at www.therealestateinvestingclub.com. Third, if you are a new investor and would like to learn how to get started or scale your real estate investing business, go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to check out our course. So without further ado, let's dive right in. We have a very special guest with us today, so buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and enjoy the ride. How's it going, everybody? Before we get started here, I just want to let you know that I screwed up when it came to recording. Uh, it was my bad. The audio quality, unfortunately, is pretty poor. Um, so if you don't like Crackle, skip on to the next episode. I still wanted to release this just in respect for the guest. Um, but just know that it is a little bit poor quality audio. Otherwise, I hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, we are live. Today we have Don Sutton, real estate wealth advisor and president at On The Block Real Estate in Los Angeles. Don, thank you very much for joining us today. How are you doing? Doing fine. Thank you for having me on. All right. So to get us started, why don't you tell everybody you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in real estate in the first place. Uh, my name is Don Sutton. I've been in real estate now for 20 years. Uh, I've owned my own brokerage for six and currently opening a few more uh, businesses this year. I got into real estate because I worked at the LAX airport for 15 years with logistics. And when 9-11 happened, 9-13, I was out of a job. I had to go a completely different direction with my life. Wow. Wow. So, uh, so nothing happened. Um, you were at LAX, you were working, um, working your job there and then nine 11 happened and, and everything kind of fell out from under you. And at that point, um, what, what kind of got you, what kind of got you primed for real estate? What was the, uh, the kind of impetus to choose real estate in the first place? Um, I was just recommended to do it even just as a part-time gig until I could find something permanent, but I ended up staying time from the get-go awesome i love it and that is uh that's true for many people um who you know think they're just going to put a toe into real estate but they end up staying because it is such both a uh, a rewarding field and a lucrative field so I'm, I'm glad you're still here with us in the game um and that was many years ago so since that point i mean you've done a lot in real estate um kind of tell us you know how how is your career um progress since that point? What have you been doing? What's your main uh, bread and butter right now? My main bread and butter is always going to be two, three, four units owner occupied where the owner or the family lives in one or both units and rents out the remaining units. The thing about Southern California is there is a lot of properties that have uh, 
uh, accessory dwelling units in them, mother-in-law units, or actual physical uh, apartments in the back. Um, a lot of Southern California has those, and that is the highest demand ticket item right now. And I've been doing those kind of units. I live in my own units. Um, I actually own three triplex uh, complexes, and I actually live in the studio unit and rent out all the big units myself. Um, I do that. 80% of my business is buyers. The other 20% is sellers. And usually the sellers are either referrals or previous clients. Um, I tend to uh, work a lot with apartment buildings as well. And 65% of my clients do not speak English. They're Spanish speaking. So I actually changed my life and I went and went to, to the University of Guadalajara in Guadalajara to actually study Spanish so I could actually service the community better. Wow. I, uh, I love to hear that. I love to hear people who, uh, who um, kind of adapt to their market, um, to what the market needs and, uh, and learn the skills that really uh, service the people that they are, are in service to. So that's, uh, that's great to hear. Um, so it sounds like, you know, 9-11 happened, you moved on, you got into real estate, you loved it. And at that point, um, it's so now you're doing both a brokerage and it sounds like you are also house hacking. You're, you're buying houses and you're living in one of the units um, that, you know, of the houses that you're doing. And it sounds like a lot of them are ADUs. Is that, is that correct? Uh, right now they're ADUs, but I've been doing two, three, four units since the, my first transaction was a triplex. Oh, wow. And my, my client still lives there. He lives in the front unit and rents out the back two apartments. You have to understand the way Southern California was built. There are a lot of units behind houses. Yep. So there, you're going to get two houses on a lot or more. And that is a high dollar, high ticket item and a, very much in demand because so many families want to live in one unit and either rent the back one or maybe put mom and dad who are seniors in the back or maybe their brother, brother, brother-in-law, whatever the case may be. And their family wants to live in the back. It's all about keeping the family unit together, especially with the cultural difference, uh, diversity that we have in Southern California where keeping the family together is a big part of being a family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that is a, um, a trend that is kind of happening up here in Washington State, too. We're seeing a lot of people adding ADUs and uh, looking to purchase ADUs or, uh, you know, small multifamily properties for themselves. Um, and I like the phrase, uh, one phrase that kind of stuck out to me when you were talking, you said keeping the family together. And I, I idealistically, I like that concept. I like uh, the idea of keeping everybody together. And when you have ADUs, when you have multifamily properties, you're able to, um, you know, do a multi-generational purchase and keep everybody within the same, you know, the same lot, the same parcel. So, um, I, you know, sure. idealistically, I really like, uh, like where you're going there. Um, so let's go, let's, for, you know, go a little bit further into your business and how you run it. Um, and so tell me a little bit, you know, how do you go about identifying and, and bringing in the leads for ADUs? You've kind of, you've created a business around, um, you know, kind of a niche property. Um, I mean, up here in Washington, it's niche. I'm sure it's much more prevalent down there in California, but it is, you know, it's not the, it's not the general house that you'll see on the block is not going to have an ADU unit on it. So how do you go about identifying those units um, and, and negotiating the price once you do? The fact of the matter is, is that um, there's an estimate that 30% of all garages are converted into livable space here in Southern California. And right now, a lot of them are converting them into legal ADUs. 
by installing a bathroom, a kitchenette, and um, making it into a livable space. The thing is, is that 80% of my business comes out of Facebook for free. It's either me posting up a short video of a client buying a property, getting their keys. Uh, I'm on a showing, uh, looking at a house, or there's an article about interest rates, an article about um, real estate in general that I pull off of Barron's or Wall Street Journal. I'll post it up to remind people to think of me when I think when they think of real estate. And currently I have a little, I think about 4,300 followers on Facebook, of another 7,500 on LinkedIn. And I always cross-reference all of it with just basically free advertising. And then I also probably get about 20% of my business from either referrals or running small ads, either on Facebook or Instagram, but it's not a big part of my business. The biggest part of my business is literally getting using social media in a non-professional photo shoot way, just impromptu, impersonal. Hey, this is me. I'm looking at a property. Hey, this is me giving keys to a client. And invariably I will get people hit me up for business through Facebook or Instagram. I know. I love that you said that. Um, I'm so I, my background is in uh, digital marketing and I um, am a huge proponent and I always tell people, you know, just make your daily life. Um, you don't have to do this giant production. You don't have to have, you know, the Nikon DSLR 50, 50, whatever it is. It, it doesn't have to be the best quality. Just, you know, use your iPhone, use your, your galaxy or whatever phone you have and, uh, and start creating content, start, you know, taking pictures, start taking videos of the everyday things that occur when you're running your business. Um, and it's amazing what can come out of that type of, you know, productivity, that kind of content. Um, so it sounds like that's where the, the majority of your, um, of your business is from this, or, this organic post, these uh, regular posts that you're just correct on social media and, uh, and people are calling you from that. Correct. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. And actually, um, so you said 30% of the garages in California are livable, and that, that really surprised me. That is uh, that is a huge number. Um, it makes me think of, uh, of the space, you know, up here in Washington, whether we can expect to uh, kind of see that, you know, trend come up our direction as well. Has it always... California is suffering, California is suffering from a housing crisis. The estimate is that even if the entire city of L.A., Everybody who owns a home in the city of LA, if 10% of them build an ADU, it only will cover 10% of the actual housing shortage we have in Southern California. Wow. Yeah. That's why prices are so high here. And that's why people are building ADUs left and right. And the city, just for your reference, the cities of Long Beach, where I live, which is the biggest city down here next to uh, LA, both the city of Long Beach and the city of LA 50% of all building permit applications are for ADUs right now. Wow. That is, that is crazy. That is impressive. So, um, so let's, let's go back to the topic of social media and I'm sorry for all the viewers. I forgot I had a camera up here. Uh, um, Don is on his phone, so we don't get to see his face, but um, I, I still should be looking at you. So I, I apologize for that. Um, but Don, back to you. So, I mean, you talked about social media and, uh, and a lot of people, um, that are listening, there's, there's going to be a lot of agents listening as well as investors. Um, you know, they're looking to find good deals. They're looking to find leads. 
Um, you've already, you know, you and I, we've already talked about social media a little bit. We've already broached the subject, but kind of go into the, to the meat and bones of, of what it, what you do in order to, to generate these leads, like go into the day to day. Um, what, what are some tactics that people listening and watching can take away from your activity um, that can help them in their own business? Sunday, I went to go see a property on a, on a half acre in Downey where a lot of McMansions are being built, you know, 3,000, 4,000 square foot mansions. And there was a teardown, four bedroom, two bath house. There were 15 families there trying to get in to see it, including investors for cash basis. And those type of properties are hot and cash investors are looking for them everywhere. So what I did is I did a quick video of the property itself, all of its defaults. I basically put up there saying, look, they're asking 600, it's gonna sell for 900,000, but the turnaround could be easily close to 2 million. Who's got the balls to take care of it? And I got a guy who said, I'll do it. Wrote up the offer, we submitted it, and we'll find out by probably noon tomorrow whether or not we got the property. Just doing those little things when you see an opportunity and just letting everybody know visually uh, what is available, uh, people jump on on it really seriously. And the thing is, is that I don't put that kind of video up on social media, but what I do will do on social media is walk through a house and say, look, look at all these people that are behind me waiting to see this house. If you're a home buyer, you need to get serious about actually getting a home because the interest rates are so dirt cheap. And sometimes I get a little mean on the video saying you need to get off your lazy asses, but it actually gets people to get off their lazy asses and do something. <laughs> I know. I, I love that. I love that. Um, a little bit of a tough love is definitely necessary at times. Um, yep. So two things I want listeners to kind of take from what Don just said. Um, video for one, when you're, when you're engaging in social media, video converts better than any other medium or type of media. If you want to really have high conversions, really have high engagement, do video. Um, and when you're doing video, the other, the other point that I want to make is that um, Don was talking a lot about transparency and just kind of, you know, guiding the viewers, not in a, in a produced sort of way, but just in what, you know, his actual understanding of the property, understanding of the deal, um, and just really, you know, being very transparent in everything that you're saying when you're, when you're doing the videos. So um, those are great tips. I love uh, that you're doing that. And obviously you're seeing a lot of success um, yourself doing that. So, you know, there's some good motivation there. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're going to have to make this a very short segment. Um, normally we try to get about 30 minutes, but um, Don and I had some technical difficulties. So we're, uh, we're moving along at a little bit faster of a clip. Um, so Don, I'm going to take you into the next section um, and hear a little bit about your experiences. You've been in real estate since 9-11, which was, uh, what was that, 2001? So it's been almost 10 years at this yep. um, So you we all know real estate, it's, it's a roller coaster. You got your ups, you got your downs. Um, so I'm sure you've seen your fair share of both of those at this point. Um, tell us, you know, take us through some of the, you know, the, the difficult times you've gone through or just one individual story. And what was the, the biggest lesson that you took from that for your own self? Oh, wow. Um, well, I got a variety. Uh, I would say one of the most difficult uh, situations is, is during the downturn in 2008, I actually got two, a brother and sister who wanted to live in a house with their parents. 
I think I showed, oh, I don't know, probably close to 40 properties, wrote like 20 offers. They wouldn't get an offer accepted. And they got so frustrated, they ended up quitting. And then six months later, when I followed up with them and said, hey, you know, it's less competitive now. Let's take a look at going out and buying another property. Turns out they bought a property with somebody else. And what had happened is they had walked into an open house not too far from where they were renting. And the agent had told them, well, if you don't use me, you're not going to get this house. And which really is a violation of both ethical and legal laws in the state of California. But there's little I can do about it, even though they still had a valid buyer's contract with me, uh, which I could have easily sued everybody for the property, the commissions and everything else. I tend to let things like that go. I let it slide because I believe in paying it forward. Um, you know, I, I just keep sending them every, updates every other six months or so about their property and things like that in hopes that one day they might turn around and give me the listing if they decide to sell and move. Because I can tell you right now that the, the, the gal that's in, that was sold in the property is out of the business already because she was too, you know, she didn't really want to work at it full time. So you have to let the, you have to let the bad, the bad times go and not let it consume you. Because karma is a bitch and it will come back to bite you. And there's a lot of people that have gone in and out of the business. Um, and, you know, they, you know, they treat it as just a money-making machine instead of a relationship-building machine. And they end up going out of the business within two, three, four years, the first sign of a downturn. Absolutely. I love that. And uh, I mean, the thing that I'm really taking from that is, and it's been echoed across many different episodes that we've had here on the Real Estate Investing Club, but um, it's to create relationships. It's, it's, this is a definitely a long-term game. It's not something, it's not get rich quick. Um, real estate is a business. You have to treat it like that. And you have to treat it like, like a real business, like you're servicing the people that you're actually engaging with um, and you're servicing them over time and so you have to be developing relationships uh, for this to really work out so um, I you know that, that's a tough lesson that you learned but I, I love that you're uh, you're back on top you're back you know where you're at today um, unfortunately we are at the very end here Don but I did really appreciate you having on the sh having you on the show before we leave though I always have to ask um, you know, you've given us a lot of wisdom so far today. So if somebody were to bring you something, what would you want to receive? Yeah, besides money, no. Um, <laughs> geez. Um, Be a, idea. Or, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think the only thing I would probably am lacking in terms of uh, education and knowledge is just financing new ventures because there's so many people that have approached me about setting up different types of real estate businesses and, and they've offered, you know, we'll use your broker number and, and we'll, you know, just finance it and let's get started on this other business opportunity. I think that's the one thing I would probably want to learn more about. Gotcha. All right. And if uh, on that topic, if somebody did want to get into contact with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, call me, text me, send me smoke signals, um, you know, come over in a submarine down the ocean. I don't care. Right, so submarine is probably the best way to get in contact with them. Now, um, so what is the email address that you'd like them to email, at you, at, email you at? Uh, 
actually, uh, just yeah, they could do it at uh, Don S. David Oscar Nancy Sam at OnTheBlockRealEstate.com. All right, you heard it from Don. That's Don S. at OnTheBlockRealEstate.com, and I will also be putting his LinkedIn profile in the show notes if you want to uh, click through and get in contact with Don, um, especially any Southern Californians, Californianers. That's a hard word um, down there in SoCal. So. Um, again, Don, thank you very much for showing up on the show. I appreciate everything you shared with us today, and uh, and I wish you the best of luck um, down there in SoCal. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Absolutely. You too. Right. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate Investing Club. If you feel we provided value, we would appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up, share it with your friends online, whatever it may be. If you'd like to share or partner with us on an investment deal, we are always looking for quality projects. Go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to get in contact with one of our partners. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.